welcome to Gender Nebulous. And this is a bit of a special because I was invited to go on to Talk TV and speak about the Gender Recognition Act. Now, I'm no legal expert, but I have been reading up, thanks to Victoria, on a few laws around transgender people and non-binary, because Vicky's present to me for Christmas, which I opened earlier because I'm cheeky, yeah. was Transgender Law by... By... It's on your shelf. Robin Mora Wright. White. White. <laughs> I've not read it yet. Have I? I'm not even. I have. I've, I've, Great book. You I've, know what? I have a copy myself. I do. I read it all the time. It's it's a really good reference for is, stuff that an, we talk about all yeah. the time. This is actually an advert for this. We're not getting any. We're not getting no, any money. We're not getting any pay. We don't want any no, money. So you know, Moira, if you're watching, you know, we're doing it for the love of your book. And you know, send us some if you want. Yeah, you can if you want, but you know, we don't we don't expect anything. Well, um, so this, so, this this show you went on, um, Talk TV, it was Kevin O'Sullivan, wasn't it? He's the host. Yeah. Well, so it's not I, his show. It's somebody else's show that he sits in for. Well, I got a phone call and because uh, I, I, what I'd done is I put a little press pack together. So it was like a bit of a scene. To get you. You're getting a bit posh, aren't you? No, but all it is, it's because it's I asked somebody how you do it and somebody that does this kind of thing. I asked, well, you know, when you do that. What what's the best way to do it? And and they kind of told me how to do it. Doing a bit and, of product product placement now. What? Well, kind of. Oh, you are. Uh, is it what's that Palangrino? Yeah, Sam Palangrino. <laughs> Orange. Sorry, I interrupted. That's not like me. You're you're normally the one that's interrupting. Go on. Yeah. Well, you catch. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm catching the disease. Shut up. Shut up. Right. Um. <laughs> what was I going to say? I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um. Dan, um. Sorry, Kevin. It, Kevin O'Sullivan, he's not his show. Um, no, I got Press a phone. back. Press back. Yeah, I was talking about that. So I, I, I put a few things together that I'd done before because I have been on shows, and I, but mainly as a guest. You know, when I'm, when I listen to a lot of these things, I get angry and I ring up and I give him what for on the phone. So I thought, what am I doing wasting my time and energy doing that when I could be invited on and they might pay me for it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, but that was obviously that's not the main motivation because they pay fucking peanuts anyway. But... um. She rang me, the producer, from... Actually, you know what happened? They'd seen my thing on GB News. And the producer from... Talk... It's actually Vanessa Feltz's show. Um, but Vanessa's off at the moment. So uh, they asked me whether I'd come and take... Now, at first I thought, I'm not an expert on this. I'm not a, a lawyer. I don't... Um, but I thought, well, the way that they posited it was we just want you to come on and give us your perspective as a trans person. And the lady on the phone sounded nice, you know, sounded genuine, you know. But then she told me it was going to be Kevin O'Sullivan. Now, my heart sank a bit because I'd had a bit of a bust up with Kevin in the past. Because on talk TV, it's like, imagine if you were listening to the audio book of the Daily Mail. That's what talk TV is constantly. It's about emigrants. It's about yeah, it's not good, uh, is it? It's about pretty negative. You know all these kind of like fear narratives, mm -hmm. and it's very Tory. A lot of they get a lot of Tory think tank people on there. Tufton Street have like a direct line, I think, to talk. They have a hotline, don't they? So Tufton Street. Talk, yeah. But it was talk radio when I used to know that. But Kev does a show, or did do? I don't know if they still do it. Called Plank of the Week. And I made a little Photoshop of him and Mike Graham, who's one of the other presenters, and I caught and I put two short planks and I posted it on their feed. And Kev was like, 
He was not impressed. He wasn't impressed. But I thought if you're going to if you have a show where you take the mick out of people and call them plank of the week, I mean, if you dish it, you may as well be able to take it, right? But, but the person they were calling plank of the week was Nicola Sturgeon, hmm. and the reason they don't like Nicola Sturgeon is quite obvious, really, because she presents a threat. You know, this whole idea of Scottish independence. They, yeah, they don't like that. Yeah. They don't like anybody not towing the imperialist party line. So. Hmm. Anyway, so I'd have this little bust up with Kev. So I thought, shall I do it? And I said, yeah, no, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it'll be my, so Kev already, I don't know if he remembered that, but I think he probably did because I, I had been talking to him quite a lot because the reason I first started talking, ringing up talk radio was because they put Kelly J. Keane on, you know, Posey Parker. So did he have her on quite a lot? On A his... lot, yeah, because it, when she was on, it was like, hi, Kevin, how you doing? Like as if they'd met at the pub. And I thought, this is this is wrong, this, because he either doesn't know what we know about her or he chooses to ignore it or he's he's, he's mm. along for that. He's, he's happily to promote and amplify trans-exclusionary you know, that kind of transphobic rhetoric. Well, they could probably, you know, use the ratings, couldn't they? Well, so yeah. That's, but what, it, that's why they do it. Well, but but some of the things, she's quite moderate when she's on there. I mean, she's not like she is on a YouTube, her own YouTube channel, I suppose, mm. because she, they put that, that's worse though, in a way, because she, they, they platform her as a kind of feminist and he would introduce her as a woman's rights campaigner. And I and I would say no, that's that's not really what she's campaigning for. She might use the rhetoric and the, she might use the symbolism and the annotation of feminism, but she's definitely not. Fight. She sells t-shirts and she she makes money doing that, but I don't see her do any kind of outreach work for actual women. I mean, no. people. You know, I think she's got the kind of. So it'd be better if they got on some real feminists and they could have a proper conversation. Then, yeah, but but you see, that would that would challenge their challenge their worldview because Nicola Sturgeon is a proper feminist. I mean, she might not even say. I don't know to be honest. I mean, feminist is 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 a it's either a a loose description or it's a very firm description depending on what angle of feminism you're taking. Because you could just say it's about equality. And that is one of the basic tenets of feminism, like that we're all equal in the eyes of the law. But we know that's not the case anyway. But anyway, uh, well, so Kelly, she'd been on there. And I, you know, it's uh, it's really sad that they never had any, they've never platformed a trans woman. as well. I think um, that's wrong, actually. Our friend Katie Neves has been on there with... Um, Ian, on talk Ian. on talk TV, has she? Yeah. Yeah, with Ian Collins because Ian Collins was saying, So what is it that JK Rowling has said that's transphobic? Oh yeah. You that can't that usual catchline. Yeah, well they, obviously JK Rowling's very careful about what she does and doesn't. Just look at her Twitter feed, you'll see everything. But it, but even that, I mean, I think she's she's happier to she she Well makes... she put she put this week happy happy turfmas, didn't she, or something like that. Yeah, but that's that's kind of trolling I mean, and Yeah, but it's not it's not nice, is it? Anyway, like, well, she isn't nice. We know she's, she's nice. a, we know she's raging transport, which just raging, going... raging. So, who is your who is the who's the co-host on this uh, Kevin it, Sullivan show? Uh, that's a lady called Daisy McAndrew, and Daisy McAndrew, um, she I think she writes for a couple of ladies' magazines and newspapers. Yeah, I'm not familiar with who she is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's nice. She was nice, you know. And then the on. person they were putting you up against was uh, somebody called Susan Smith. From uh, women, 
Scotland. Four women. I'm not sure if it's four women or is it just women Scotland? I don't know. But... It's well, the organisation is called Four Women Scotland. Okay, so that is that the same organisation that had the court case earlier this week? Yeah. Or is it a different one? I'm not sure. But anyway, Susan Smith, we can look that up and check. Um, so are you ready to review the the video? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I was I was definitely was waiting on the phone and listening to what was going on, and just before I went on the other story about ambulance strike, so I thought, have they got me mixed up? I can't. Yeah, there was directly before yours. There was and the, and there was a guy on the Northwest the, Ambulance, and yeah. It was a guy on the screen that I've actually met, and I was like, "Oh God!" So I felt I felt relaxed by that. It made me feel like they were talking. It was more my. Yeah, I'm not sure who he was, but he was good. He was good. Mm, yeah, but he was like, he wasn't your typical heteronormative no. kind of guy, was he? So that's mm -hmm. why I liked it. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's dive in. Right, let's dive into this video. Okay, I'm going to hit the old play button. <laughs> we need sound effects. Hang on, the music's coming. There you go. Well, hello and welcome back. Now, politicians in Scotland will start voting today on the controversial gender recognition reform bill, which will make it easier for people to self-declare as their chosen gender. Supporters and opponents of the bill are making their voices heard today ahead of tomorrow's final vote. Well, joining us now live is the trans activist and host of the Gender Nebulous podcast, Frida Wallace, and also the director of Women's Scotland, Susan Smith. Uh, ladies, very warm welcome. Um, Frida, just to tell us a little bit more about what's going on north of the border today politically around this bill. Well, politically, north of the border, what seems to be a weaponized performative argument that seeks to demonize trans people. And it seems to be coming from a very, very specific uh, part. Because to me, the whole thing is, it's based on political leverage and trans people are being used in that debate. So what they don't like really is Nicola Sturgeon. And the thing that's really in transition is Scotland itself. It's transitioning to a more progressive Scotland. It's transitioning yeah, to an independent Scotland. It's self-actualising it in the same way trans um, women do. So, and so, some people, some conservatives in Whitehall don't like that. So what they'll do is they'll weaponize this debate, they'll make it about women's rights when it really isn't, they'll use lobbyists and they'll use the kind of people that come onto this very TV station and try and weaponize and demonize trans women as I've seen Kev do many times on this uh, station and that's how it works. It's got nothing to do with helping women. And it's got nothing to do with... I mean, it helps trans people in the sense that it stops me having to fill in so many forms. That's all it does. I self-ID now. I, I, don't need a, I don't need to be rubber-stamped by the government to be who I am. I am who I am now. And nobody, nobody's checking my paperwork when I use single-sex spaces. It's just social politeness. And it's to do with modesty. It's got no... I'm no threat to anybody. Nobody said you were, Frida, but the, I think that what people, critics of the Gender Recognition Reform Bill, say that it will make it too easy for younger people who are perhaps confused mm. to make life-changing decisions that will alter the rest of their existence, uh, perhaps at yeah. a too young a, an age. So that to, to make this too easy is possibly not beneficial for a lot of young people. That's the criticism. 
Right. So your that's your that was your opening salvo. Um, yeah, you went so, straight in there with your. So 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 my point, dance. my point really, which I fudged a little bit because I kind of repeated myself. The kind of rules of when you're talking like this is, don't hesitate, don't repeat. You know, and I, and it, and what's the other one? Uh, don't hesitation, repetition. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing you were, it now. You were on a roll for the beginning. Like you went straight in. <laughs> but I was. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you actually drew breath for the first minute there. It's like... Yeah, because I, because I knew I was limit. I knew, right? It was going to be limited on time. They said like five minutes, and I didn't want to miss. The thing, the, the idea was trying to explain is this. I mean, even it, it's really important. I, I don't know if I don't want it to look like I don't think this is important to trans people because it really is. But for me personally. It is. It doesn't define. It's not. They think it's this defining thing where you become trans at the point you get a GRA or a self ID. That is not the point of which you become no. who you are. It's just paperwork or, at the end. Of the day. It's, it's not the point. Of, it's not the bit where they always say this, like the um, like the the government will allow people to be trans. I'm like that's like that's not a government decision. You know what I mean? It's a personal one. It's a philosophical one. It's a medical one if you choose to go down that path. If the government started saying, right, if you want to have this treatment, what you've got to do is get two doctors to write to us. And then you've got to... It's absolutely ridiculous to think that... A, 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 it, and this side, and he start like the, the first thing he comes in with is about children. Now you see why they do that is because they can make this a safeguarding issue. Yeah. Well, and really... You know, and, and you'll you'll hear what I come back with with that in a minute. But the first bit was me trying to say, this is not the big deal you're making it out to be. Never has, has a piece of legislation been mulled over for so long and fine too. If, if every piece of legislation had to go through this process... Oh, yeah, nothing would ever get done in Nothing would get done. Yeah, People... so, just, so just a bit of background. You know, what, what they're talking about here is the... Gender Recognition Act reforms in Scotland, which is in its third stage debate this week in Scottish Parliament. And it's been going on for two days now. Um, I think it's going to go to a third day tomorrow where they actually have another debate and then they'll have the vote. So it's like it's yeah. like it's been like four or five hours per day of, of this but, stuff, like just going on and on and on about amendments and mm. You know, just is a lot of uh, gerrymandering and well, gerrymandering. Yeah, I had to have that explained to me what gerrymandering was because I kept seeing this word gerrymandering. I was thinking gerrymandering, just like delaying and delaying and tactics to delay it. I think what the Conservatives trying to do is just delay it so much that they'll kick it over to next year, which gives them more time to come up with some more stupid arguments. So, well, 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 we know. I mean, the two the two main things that I think Dan. Sorry, Kevin. Dan, Dan was last time. We're getting Dan's. Yeah, got, Kevin's what was going to talk about here is um, first of all, this they're, they're reducing the age from eighteen years old to sixteen in Scotland. That's one of yeah. the things. Well, yeah, but, but and the, the other thing is they want they want to remove all the medical aspects out of the act, so that you don't have to go and get this um, two medical reports and two years, you know, living in. Um, living in gender and all the medical stuff that goes along with it. So, you know, they want to shorten that down to three months with a three-month uh, reflection period. And then for under 16s, I think it's six-month reflection period. So, yeah, there's a lot of changes around medical things that are going on, basically removing it. And, you know, yeah, he's focusing straight onto the kid thing because that's, that's where they kind of focus all their attention. 
And also, the other point I was trying to make is that Scotland itself is going through a transition. Yeah, I like the way you did that. And it is, and and it's and it's what's happening. I mean, I made it. I did a tweet earlier, and I and I said it was a bit of a joke, but I said, uh, "Suck it up, transphobes! Scotland is self-actualizing. She's becoming independent. Scotland is on hormones." <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's like um, Nicola Sturgeon has become like the main target not just for political things around you know yeah. Scotland leaving the UK but also on this issue of the you know gender recognition act <laughs> reforms like they're using this as a as a way to mm, kind of manipulate that other situation if i can just come in with what you just said there nicholas they're like it's like a pincer movement for nicholas yeah. because they know because of the fractious nature of the you know what happened with brexit Hmm. Most of Scotland voted to stay in the EU. Yeah, of course, yeah. So in, in a possible independent Scotland, they like they could have a, like a, a a vote and say, look, Scotland, why don't we pay, be part of the EU? Mm-hmm. They, that could seriously happen now that. I mean, so they, could. Yeah. And they can still not point to any tangible be- benefits of Brexit. They can only point to negatives. And every time anybody asks... It's like that question of is J.K. Rowling transphobic? They'll say, so uh, you know, when you ask them, so what's what's been good about Brexit? And so there is, it's like this. It's not one thing, is it? It's not something there's a, there's an answer to because it's not. It's, the problem isn't as simple as that. Anyway, that's why that's why Sturgeon is getting it so heavy from all sides. And uh, you mentioned I mentioned Mary Black, but she's not. She's a Westminster lady, she's but, a Westminster but she's campaigned and she's spoken loads this year about this yeah. this subject. And she's great, you know. She is, yeah. All right, let's continue. Well, the thing is with that, if you was to go to a gender clinic now, say you were as young as twelve, you would be fifteen, sixteen years old by the time you even got seen by a psychiatrist. And that's before you have any medical intervention whatsoever. Even if you had medical intervention, there would be no surgery unless you went private, which is pretty Preventatively expensive, so you would have to have both parents on board, you would have to have legal support, and it would never happen. And in this country at the moment, there is no support for anybody under 16 anyway. So that is a misnomer. Let me bring Susan. Susan, Frieda has said that the only people who are opposed to this uh, are people like Kevin, as Frieda said, and uh, people, you know, south of the border, a bunch of conservatives, Frieda said, and Frieda also said it's got nothing to do with women's rights. I didn't say that. Did you say all that? I don't think you actually said all that at all. I I might have mentioned right-wing or conservative i don't know if i did but when i say conservative i don't mean conservative with a large c i mean capital c i I mean socially conservative people that see this trans thing as the way kevin is portraying it as a as a moral panic that's so that's that's saying that you it's not that you it's not that you hate the idea of of uh, trans people but it's like you you could be convinced that there's a panic that that, that children are being medicalized no let's talk about this medicalization of of children and you know no no child gets surgery until 18 anyway even if they can get into a gender identity clinic well, this, this the is only thing the... you'll get before you're 18 is is puberty blockers 
you know, and, yeah, and that's and that's only via going through a, a gender identity clinic. You know, the one that they had for kids, which is going to close and get replaced but, by some but, new ones. But, but even so, your GRC, your self ID, would not. Uh, it doesn't open no, the gate to that. It's, no, you st- you've it's still got to completely different. You've got to have a psychological assessment. You've got to see at least. It's not one appointment. Sometimes these people think you knock on the doctor's door. They say, "Yeah, "Yeah, come in," and when you leave with the prescription, (laughs) (laughs) if only, if only. And that is, but 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 there's it's the opposite is true. You have to go through this process of seeing the doctor, seeing the psychiatrist, and then they ask you the the correct. I I mean, but this is one of the things with the with the current system which delays trans people from getting their GRC because they can't you know, do the application exactly. until they've got all this paperwork from the medic yeah. Yeah. that goes so, along so, with the application for your GRC. So you could you could be, you know, ready to do your GRC. You could have gone past your two-year period and still not be able to get your paperwork from your um well you know, from, uh, from your GIC because you're not been able to see them yet. So you know how do you even apply for your gender recognition certificate? I just want to say before before we go on to the next bit, there's something that really is funny that just just came to me. I was talking about this with somebody at work today, and they didn't know that getting a passport or a driving license is separate to this. Because I said they asked me, "Do I have a GRC?" I said, "No, I've not. I've not. I've not. Long, I've, I've, I'm going to apply, but I've just only just been able to do it." And they said, "All oh, right, so do you know, can you not go abroad?" And I said, "What do you mean?" I said, yeah, it says female and freedom on my passport. Yeah. And I want to say, well, what do you need it's it totally for? totally separate. What do you need it for then? And I said, well, it's, yeah. That's, that's a good point. But did that, see, these shows, these journalists. They don't really know what they're talking about. They right? they they play into the hands of the fact that the public haven't got a clue about this. So it takes yeah. some, I mean, I'm not so saying. For the I'm, record, you can change your driving license. You can change your passport. Way before you get your GRC, all you do is send off the applications, follow the process for your passport change. You have to get a letter from your doctor. I mean, that's it. And it takes that can Easy. take a day. And you, oh, the, you need a you need a depot for your name change. But that, I mean, that's I, it. That's it. But I did that within a month, and mm. it's you know, and and if it's say say if I did want to detransition, I don't. But if I did, it's not a massive deal, is it? It's not like. You know, it's not. People it's not, change the details on the passport and driving yeah. license all the time. It's like if, if I got <laughs> married, if I got married and my name changed, yeah. or which I don't plan on doing, but um, I still think all women should keep their original surname from day now. Stop, yes, get, yes. stop doing that because it yes. changes history, and it's really hard for me to research female artists. Stop doing it. Um, so yeah, so so what I'm saying is the public perception of this. Is very narrow. So when when they say they save somebody like my mom who watches all this kind of shite, <laughs> she watches loose women and stuff. So they do mention these things on those kind of shows, and they don't give the full picture. No, they, get... they just focus on the 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 snippets that they kind of understand in their own simplistic way, you know. And it, 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 they never explain all the all the real details and what's really involved. Because, because usually on those kind of TV shows on the daytime, if you see a trans woman, it's from the point of view, oh, it's it's a woe is me story, like she's had some kind of horrible yeah. thing, and 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 oh, this is my journey, and it's like, no, we're not. I mean, we've all got troubles in our life, whether we're trans or not. We don't sit on a sofa with Holly and Phil and talk about them. I mean, I'm not stopping saying that's a bad thing if you want to share your story as a trans person. I think that's absolutely fantastic. What I'm saying is that's the only version of us that most people get. This is true. 
Yeah. So should we let Susan talk? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Read yeah. <laughs> Here she comes. Um, I mean, that's an absolute load of nonsense. I, um, I, I'm not sure that um, either J.K. Rowling or Joanna Cherry can be described as conservatives. And she said J.K. Rowling. I can't believe it. Social conservative. Can, can you uh, ever in the SNP? Then that's clearly not true. I mean, this is heavily opposed in Scotland. The majority of Scots do not want this. Now, <laughs> the majority of Scots don't want this. That's not true. That is not true. Where on earth is that? Okay, okay. If, 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 imagine this was a referendum, right? And you, you, you were going to ask every. It's not everybody in Scotland doesn't have to. This is this is goes back to that Brexit thing I was talking about before. If 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 you had a vote, and anybody in Scotland could vote for it, and you listen to her arguments constantly, if you were bombarded by her arguments constantly on social media, if you were bombarded by all this on Twitter, and then somebody asks you, do you think children should be able to identify as trans? Your tick is going to say no, because you've not understood. You've not understood it. And yeah. that's what happened with Brexit. It is ex- <laughs> I mean, I can, I, can, I can show you a bit of an example of what happened with Brexit. You know, when for most of that period of time from like 95 until 2010, I was outside the country. So I was not subjected to all the anti-European talk. Yeah. Right. So when I came back in 2010, I was like, why Why is everybody anti-Europe in this country all of a sudden? Because when I left in 95, they weren't, mm. you know, so I've come back and there's like, there's this, there's like, you know, Nigel Farage is on the TV every, on the TV, TV every night. And there's this continuous like anti, anti-European, oh, yeah. anti-European. Oh, they used him. Yeah, yeah. The the anti-European thing just kept going on. Anti-EU, not so not European. Anti-EU, anti-EU. So I, I reckon during that period I was away, there was a lot of brainwashing going on around Brexit, and okay. which I missed out on, thank God, because I was away. But then if you look at how the Scottish voted versus how the English voted, you know, we're on the same island. Why is there such a big difference? And it's wow. because it's because yeah. of how the English have probably been more bombarded with this negative stuff from the Tories, whereas the Scots haven't. Yeah, well, I know. That's the difference. I mean, I talk to a lot of people in work and not just colleagues, and I noticed, because my attitude was, oh, I'm not going to vote. What's the point? We're not going to leave the European Union. Don't be no, that's what we did. But I didn't, we didn't pay much attention to But what I started to notice, talk radio that's not talk TV, it was Nigel Farage all the time, and every they were... They were like the Brexit channel, mm. like Julia Hartley Brewer, uh, Mike Graham, absolutely in for it. Like they were, they were all on TV every night for. But do you know, do you know where this on end? Have you heard this this organisation that was called Cambridge Analytica? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not. This is not. This we're not podcast. gonna. We're not gonna go down that rabbit well, hole. But what I'm trying to explain is that the, the the same lobby groups, the same Tufton Street. It's Tufton Street. Uh, came out of there are the same people attacking trans people now. It's the same devices. It's the same. They've learned from Brexit and they're using it on other things now and they're testing it on us. But it's um, interesting how you can have two nations, you know, sharing the same island with completely different views on e- on the EU, possibly related to the way that they were, you know, bombarded with media over those per- over the period running up to the referendum. You know, why why is there such a big difference? You know, it's it's very telling. Yeah, but I mean, it shows you how easy it is to manipulate. If, it does, yeah. 
if you give fear narratives all the time mm-hmm. and if you tell people there's this awful future if you don't do this and there's this beautiful you know sunny sunlit uplands <laughs> if you do this and it's like you know people like simple narratives mm-hmm. because if you have to imagine if who's i wonder how many people have sat through the hearing of the scottish parliament today well i have well, it's, 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 yeah. it's been torture well, not everybody uh, is a sad. <laughs> well, it's quite interesting learning experience, actually. Learning, you know, seeing how they operate in the in the parliament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying most people don't. So it what was, they do? It was very boring too. What they do rely on is talking points on the news. So, so people that think of themselves as well informed might think they're being informed by watching Newsnight, but. They're not really because they're just they're getting the tip of the iceberg, aren't they? Whichever it's getting the same information, just recycled all the time. It's, but, mean... but but do you remember the thing when when Jeremy Corbyn was running for prime minister? They slaughtered him. I mean, he was Jeremy. Don't get me wrong. Jeremy Corbyn was never the answer to anything. No, but he was targeted. But if you, no, nobody has ever had their character assassinated so viciously in politics, I don't mm. think. And painted as, I mean, he was literally Hitler, wasn't he, at one point? And I mean, I, I anyway, I'm not going to go on about that. But if you want to learn more about that, watch Alexis Sales podcast where he interviews Jeremy Corbyn. It's fascinating. And I'm not getting any money off Alexis Sale either. So let, let's get back to uh, <laughs> Susan's message. This has got nothing to do with wider issues. And the fact is, it's quite clear that. Frida's losing the debate because has to go down this really silly path. You're losing the debate, Frida. It's going down a silly path. Did the did the lady say he then? I'm sure I I don't know. I don't know. Can you rewind that? Is that possible? Um, I'm sure she said he. Don't think I can easily. Well, if anybody, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We can watch it back on. But anyway, it doesn't. I mean, it's it wouldn't surprise me if she did. Because it was nice that Daisy McAndrew opened it with, welcome, ladies. Me? <laughs> was she? Not okay? a lady. What lady? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, silly. Is it silly, Frida, what you, what you said? Oh, it's it's obvious I'm losing the argument. You lose well, the if, argument. If you have to tell the room that you're losing the argument, you, you know, that's not Yeah, I mean, that's fair. a sign of having lost the argument. <laughs> I think Anyway, carry so, on. See, the thing is, I didn't have an argument. I had that. It, it wasn't an argument, really. It was me just saying. You were answering the question that was posed to you, and 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 I you don't think silly. it's not this sides thing, right? It's not like there's there's this there's this thing here which is, which is valuable, and this thing over here which is just as valuable. It's not like that. It's 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 this thing here that's bullshit, and me trying to tell you why. <laughs> okay, back, back to Susan. <laughs> the f- basic fact is. Can you explain the silly path to me? Excuse me, I am speaking now. Um, the basic fact. I am speaking now. Cannot change sex, and that people who are male are consistently a threat to women. It doesn't matter about their identity. It doesn't mean. Not all men, etc., etc. Not all trans identity. people, obviously, but we measure that threat based on their sex, not on what they mm-hmm. feel about their clothing preference or the pronoun preference. Right. So, why is she talking about men being a threat? I thought we were talking about 
the Gender Recognition Act. Because, well, we know why. Yeah, know. so she's automatically conflating men with what's, trans what's women. Go, what's going on in her mind now is I need something that frightening i need something that is so she 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 sits around a table and well, she's is trying he, what... to she's trying to sell that trans yeah. women and men in dress yeah, yeah but she she sits in she's on whatsapp groups where these people complete each other's sentences yeah. so all her talking points are things that they constantly say and have agreed to say in public on things like this because they have been at an agreement that these are the things we need to push because this is what brings the public into our may bring my, this idea of being peaked and it's a kind of psychological grooming so so they have these talking points that they will continue so when somebody offers a different approach it's obvious that frida has lost the argument because you know they've not lost anything silly basically you know i've i've presented you with an alternative way to think about this in in the sense that you can't start you can't there's not going to ever there's not going to ever be a world where trans people don't exist so you're either going to have to deal with that or stop harping on about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you can, it's her problem to own. It's not our problem. We are not the problem, right? We are never the problem. I'm not saying, you know, we, we'll get in arguments and sometimes we'll be aggressive and sometimes we'll be confrontational. That's normal. That's not being a bad person. Everybody does that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But whenever I've done that and she's doing it there by saying, I'm speaking now, it's like saying that let women wish thing, that women won't wish. And, and it's like, let women speak. And it's like, women's voices must be heard. Yes, they must be. But that don't use that to shut me down and make well, me. Well, you're, like, you're a woman speaking too, you know? Yeah, but that, yeah, because it's misogyny. It's like saying, shut up, you. Because you, you, your class of person, what you are, is less valuable than the class of person I am. Mm. And what this is, I mentioned it in the last podcast, cis women's tears. Ah, oh, yes. And it's this, you know, going back to that idea that we're white women's tears, where if you, if you can, you can go, oh my god, oh no, please, please stop it. I'm, I'm, I, you, you, you're frightening me now. No, <laughs> sorry, love. I'm aggressive because I care about what I'm saying. So, so but, but Susan, explain to people why you think this legislation does uh, formulate a threat. Because it opens up a process to anybody. And just, right now, at this moment, um, it's, some amendments have been debated in the chamber. And these amendments are about stopping people who are convicted of really serious sex offences being allowed to take advantage of this system. And the fact is, the Scottish Government and the Green Party are not even prepared to stop sex offenders awaiting trial, changing their sex, and then presumably trying to leverage themselves into a women's prison. Okay, now on this issue of, you know, sex offenders changing their sex. Okay, so the way the way I think about this is that, you know, your, your gender or your sexuality is a basic human right. You know, anybody has a right to change that. And, you know, it, it shouldn't be this thing about being allowed to change a gender based on not having a criminal record. You know, it's kind of using it as a punishment to prevent you from, you know, changing your gender because you have a criminal record. Therefore, you're not allowed to change your change your gender. Now, would you do that to 
anybody who's not trans is that i mean would you take away the gender of a, a criminal man you, you know it's like well, you can't take people's gender away you can't take people's ident identity away because they because they just happen to be criminals as well well what happened you know it's a, it's a basic human right that's, that stays with you it's not something you control yeah. or you know you don't it's like it's like it's, it's like being left-handed you know i'm going to take away your human rights because you're left-handed you know it's, it's ridiculous i mean i mean there's there's so, there's a couple there's a couple of nuances to this and i think there will be exist in existence the kind of men who think they could get an easier ride who think that saying they're going to change sex is going to give them some kind of you know cachet or just an easier they will do that because people are you know i mean there's no there's a possibility of anything of that in the human mind you know if you if you're faced with like being sent down and the fear of that almost, you know, whatever you've done, I don't know. Independently, see, this is like this case by case basis that we talk. So we about. see the built the the building into this new reformed gender recognition act. Some, you know, some laws around, you know, making a false declaration and and not not doing it honestly. There's all yeah. kinds of kind of rules are built into it now. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So you know, if if someone did it nefariously. You know, there's there's consequences, serious consequences of doing that. So, but but just getting back to the point around, you know, not allowing somebody to change their ID or the gender identity because they they're a criminal. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't apply that same rule to cisgendered people. So why are you trying to apply it to trans people? You know, it's a you can't remove people's if you if you were to remove the from criminals, if you were to remove their gender identity, everybody in in prisons would have no gender. Well, there's a lot of psychology in that idea of like, I mean, it it would be hard to conjecture, but I should imagine if you're faced with a prison sentence, that's when you would reassess your life, I should think, if you were any kind of human being. And that might be when feelings of that might come out, because suddenly you've got fuck all to lose, and suddenly your life is not the same life you were going to have, and suddenly you're a complete nothing because the system has made you one. So to have, you sort of have your identity taken away when you go to prison, don't you? Well, you do. You enter into a whole new. You become a number. Where you do lose some of your rights, but you. And, and 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 there is a philosophy of that where your identity is very ephemeral, and that's why prison is such a punishment because you if you. No longer have freedom to express yourself. You don't have the freedom to, you know, in even in minor ways. You know, it, 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 this is something that I have thought about. But the pro the problem is the way she's the way Susan is positing it is this is a reason for not having a GS for for stopping the but, but that, it, yeah. that's not a reason for that because no, exactly because it wouldn't change anything really because it's mm -hmm. such it's such um. It'd be such a difficult decision for a board of governors or a prison board to make. Like I have said before, like say if I did some heinous crime and I was involved in some kind of yeah, but stri armed, stripping armed, your gender away would, armed, wouldn't make any robbery, difference. Robbery, armed robbery, and all this, and say I'd done something horrible, and then I'd go go to court, go to prison, and they'd do a risk assessment. Say right, what we're going to do with this one? <laughs> It wouldn't be yeah, based on based on the real risk. It doesn't really matter what your gender is at that point. Well, it just comes like I've said this before about a lot of these 
these debates. It comes down to risk assessment. This is why I want somebody like Mick Lynch in charge, because he'd go, let's have a look at it. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, done the risk assessment. Uh, yeah, get on with it. <laughs> That's But there's no emotion involved. It's just about facts and figures. Well, it's, I mean, it's interesting that this thing that she's talking about, this amendment she's talking about in the Scottish um, Parliament thing that's been going on, that amendment was rejected. So, yeah, but the whole the whole that little waffle that was going on there, that train of thought, has not really anything to do with the reason that Susan, what she called, I forgot, Susan Smith is Smith. making making this argument. She's used she. I I don't think for one minute she would be thinking about the welfare of women in prison if she couldn't see it through the lens of trans people. She puts on these glasses that say trans whatever and everything she sees is coming through that vocal plane. It's very narrow, it's very precise and it's one it's like it's like a it's like a telescope and it's all it's it's very it's oh, very clear it's very clear it's very clear to her. Yeah. But it, but it's very narrow, and it's and it, and it, and it's concentrated, and it's intense, and it's emotional. But she's not taking into account the real, the bigger issue, like the the, the wider issue. What actually, why women are in prison? What are the what are what is the systemic misogyny that puts women in prison? You know, think about that. You know, looking the wrong way. That is why women's rights activists are right. That's a complete nonsense. Why, no, it is. That is why UN Special Rapporteur on Violence Against Women and Girls said it opens the door. And it's not a nonsense because that is what is happening. It's absolutely a nonsense. And I'll tell you why it's a nonsense. The women who fought for women's rights in the 19th century didn't fight on the basis of sex definitions. They understood that the oppression was societal. That's they understood that it was societal and Susan, economic and Susan, political. Susan, let, 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 Frida, let Frida finish. She, she let you finish. So, yeah, she just starts having this weird kind of laughing fit, totally inappropriate. Well, she See, see I think she did that because because I wasn't, buying what she was selling because what no, you were what, trying to tell her something you know from your point of view and she just laughs at you as though she's trying to dismiss what you're saying as some kind of joke yeah but you but, know but, it's, it's, it's really what was she what she's doing there was really i don't know i don't know the word is it it was pretty rude well it's condescending condescending yeah it was and it makes her look i mean i these people are people that go in the media all the time and i've done I mean, keep it keep it professional. You don't you don't burst into laughter when the other person speaks. It's just you just don't do that, do you? But she's never had this happen to her, has she? She's never had some. I mean, apart from on Twitter, maybe where she just blocks people, which she has to me. She when she's challenged, she doesn't take it seriously because she sees this trans rights activist thing in a in a in in that narrow tube, which I've already described. So so what's happening here is I'm I'm trying to say I'm trying to look at the thing holistically. I'm trying to say what does this mean for society? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about what where we're going as human beings and a society, and what um, and and what we need to do is look at it like. Like as a risk assessment, just look at it like that and stop bringing these emotional, manipulating arguments in because you have got an agenda that you just, uh, it's a horse she can't get off now because she's been on it too long. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure I'm going with this metaphor. She's but... stuck, stuck in the saddle. Yeah. All right, well, let's, you... carry, let's carry on now. Let's carry on. 
They knew it was their identity as women, as expected members of society, which was important. It wasn't bodily function and to do with the body. They wanted to be liberated from their bodies, not be defined by them. Sex doesn't matter, gender matters, because that's the social world we live in. We live in a world of gendered language, and that's how we communicate with, Fre with each Fre other. Frida, I, Frida, we haven't got much time. I need, I need you to address what um, Susan... Susan, just, just one minute. I just, I just want... Susan, please. Just, Frida, Fre Frida, I want you to address what Susan was just explaining, saying that the, um, the, the, it's being debated whether or not people who are accused of sex crimes uh, can change their gender. So she was having a meltdown in the background there. Yes, yeah, so Daisy, Daisy McAndrew there re recognised that I hadn't really addressed what she was saying. But see, the problem with me is I'm so used to hearing these arguments that they come through they just go over my head now because i'm so for not over my head but they 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 just they just i'm just so used to it that i don't hear it anymore yeah so let's let's hear your response if you're in a prison you lose your rights i mean a grc wouldn't change that it's a, it's to do with risk assessment and prison governors people that work in prisons try to work hard to reduce now you're going to get mistakes and you're going to get instances where that goes wrong but you there is a that be like the mistake they made uh, with the prisoner that, uh, who was in a male karen prison white. you're going to mention karen white aren't yes you? yes who went to because a it's the only because it's the only who one went who went on to rape to yeah, so Karen White, the only one you can think of. Yeah, it's you always Karen mistake. White. Was your mistake? Well, the mistake there was that I was talking about prisons and prison governors, and we know there's lots of abuses there. And I should have mentioned that, really, because I, I don't, I don't advocate for prisons. I don't think anybody should be in. But one of the issues prison. with prisons, and I think we've spoken about this before, is that male offenders do use the you know i'm trans as a as a currency in in yeah. the in prison. i think that's i think that's completely possible yeah i don't think because it, you know it's they, they get a bet they they get better kind of but, but I, treatment no, and, and they might no, get moved no. into a different prison. i don't i don't necessarily think they would get better treatment i think they might get abused but the thing is they might think so this is the thing if if, if say some prisoners will uh, listen to this and they go oh god I, do you know what she might oh, yeah. be right she might be right that woman and then they say to the prison officers you know i need a meeting and then they'll be like no sorry mate you know you're in prison and then what does that do for their reputation in a prison what does that nobody's thinking but, I mean, about the, it i think the important thing about prisons is that you know all prisoners go through risk assessment when they when they come yeah, in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, let's face it, though. Let's face facts. There's going to be very, very few, and it's not that. When I say things are very, very few, I'm not saying they don't matter. What I'm saying is, for that lady who's uh, Smith, who's having this argument, if, you know, she's cherry picking the things that will get people's synapses go. Oh, yeah, prison. Yeah, well, I mean, all, all the bringing up are like a, a repeat of what all the amendments are have been brought up in this. Yeah, yeah but, but, the, but we don't need it's these the same things over and over again. You know, it's it's a, it's like a set menu, isn't it? Of yeah, argument that... every single one of these amendments that people have been throwing at, you know, the Scottish government, they've all been rejected. There's, there's, you, there's I it's... think there was only one that went through, and it was a really minor thing. Yeah, but it's like every day you'll see these arguments on Twitter, and no matter how many times. You know, somebody could come up with the most brilliant analysis of this, and but it never stops the argument because the argument is emotional. If the argument was based on facts, it would be resolved. 
but it's not. It's based on emotional. It's based on manipulating that part of us yeah. that fears things, that thinks there's something invading, that thinks mm -hmm. there's something alien, and it, and it's very powerful. And it, and it gets in people vote based on this crap. Gets you know, people's emotions up. It does. Yeah, 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 it does. I mean, like, I mean, I would like to think that if I did go to prison, I get a nut. You know. We got a nice room and TV and a PlayStation. Like all these people in the Daily Mail think that every prisoner get. <laughs> well, make sure is... you make sure you take your you know that that I want I want to see that same background when you're in. Yeah. So yeah. we can still do podcasts. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you put a request into the. Well, I'm not going to get found out about my crimes. So when you find the bodies, Vicky. <laughs> it's a confession. <laughs> let's, let's continue. Two of the, uh, of the inmates. No, there. no, she didn't rape. She sexually assaulted, but that doesn't make it any better. But that was the Daily Mail article, wasn't it? Oh, so, so if it's in the Daily Mail, it doesn't count. Is that right? Correct. He writes for the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. If it's in the Daily, it's not right. Correct. But what I should have said there is, oh, actually, Kev, you're right, because it's in the Telegraph, it's in the Times, it's in the Express, it's in the Sun, it's in every, not almost every... Why, why is Kevin defending the Daily Mail? Because, well, that's a good question, isn't it? Now, if you look at who's on the talk TV roster, that might give you some kind of indication. Who, who owns talk radio? Talk TV, sorry. Yeah, do they... Do you, um, do you know, do you know own, who owns? Do, do, they own, do they own the newspaper as well? It's called Rupert Murdoch. Oh, yeah. There you go then. Rupert the bear. <laughs> okay. Bareface liar. I think Kevin's got a few more things to say. That's Rupert, awesome. Rupert the bareface liar. No, I'm saying that that's the only. So that's the kind of about. awful mistake that we need to avoid, isn't it, Frida? No, it's not. It's not that we don't need to avoid it. Let's let no, it no, carry no, on Kevin. happening, shall we? He, he Kevin, you have, you have a platform, Kevin J. Keen, on this TV station. Don't start that. Times. We're not here to interrogate me about who I have on my shows. So thanks yes, very are, much Kev. for that. Yes, we are, Kev. No, we're not, actually. It's not your show, Frida. It's not. It's not Kev's show either. But anyway, no, it's, 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 it says Vanessa Feltz on Vanessa's the show. So let's, Vanessa's what? Vanessa's watching this at home fuming. Say, what are you doing on my show? <laughs> Susan, uh, we do have to worry. It, it is a problem, is it not, if we make it too easy for very young people to self-identify, just say, uh, I want to identify as a woman, uh, and they might make decisions that will affect the rest of their lives. That is what we have to guard against, and that's possibly the problem with this bill. Yeah, and I would urge anybody to go back and listen. They've just discussed the um, amendments on um, the, the age limit. Rejected. And um, they were defeated, of course. And um, there was a great speech by several MSPs, and um, Kenny Gibson spoke at great length about detransitioners and the evidence that was given in Parliament by Sinead Watson. Um, and... Um, just the just the ter the really terrible things that these young can I, can people have gone through. Um, that bit there, she's talking about detransitioners and Sinead Watson. Now, are you aware of Sinead Watson? No. Sinead Watson is a detransitioner that the LGB Alliance have promoted and boosted a Twitter account. I think J.K. Rowling has, and she had a meltdown a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. Uh, well, I'm meltdown. She, she, I think she was drunk or something, and she said uh, something about, oh, 
you know, you're she she was full on transphobic, like to the point of saying, you know, you're all a bunch of perverts. And then she came back and she said, I'm okay now. I've managed to speak to Ricky Gervais and JK Rowling. And I was like, bloody hell, they'll be seething now that they've been because if if you ever want if anybody ever asks you, is JK Rowling transphobic? And if you're going to be friends with somebody that says something like that and use them as a detransitioner, then you don't have to think too long about it, do you? And I've got the screenshots of that. And, and anybody asked me if J.K. Rowling's transphobic, I'll show them that. Because this is somebody, I mean, I'm sure we all, the, the, see, so these when it's detransition, the, the, if you're, the way that they've boosted her account is that when anybody ever disagrees with uh, that Sinead Watson, they think we're doing it because we don't think there's such a thing as detransitioners. We know there is. I did it myself. I came out when I was 17 and it and I and I couldn't go through with it. It was too much pressure. And I, I was socially transitioning and I went back and I just stopped doing it because it was just too much pressure. So we have all, I've got every empathy and sympathy with that. I don't think anybody should be demonized for being, you know, people if you if you, whatever it is you want to do. The gender clinics will support you. They won't say, oh, you're not trans, go away. They know you're still under their care. But what people like J.K. Rowling and Ricky Gervais have done, they've seen that as evidence that trans is not a thing. And they've used those people mercilessly. No. Now, when I tried to reach out to Sinead Watson and say, look, you know, they're being used. She was just abusive because that's she's got a lot of sustenance and a lot of what she thinks is compassion from these celebrities and i think that's really sad so i just wanted to add that yeah i think we should also mention that you know she she's kind of trying to tie this to the reforms in the gender recognition act and there's nothing in the act which says you can't you know change your mind he's like it's i don't really get the point there Exactly. I mean, it's not about change. This change your mind thing bugs me a bit because, like, it's not like suddenly. Well, most people who detransition, I mean, it's because of you the can pressure. Change your yeah, it's you because can of the pressure that they face yeah. Yeah, in society yeah. and the way society treats them. That's why exactly. the. That's why the you know detransition, if you want to call it that. But they they they're always going on about mutilation and surgeries, but that is a choice. You know, if you want to, I don't have to have any kind of medical surgery no to be who i am but if i choose to and it is a choice it's got that is separate to being trans and people these people don't get that it's like women cis women when they have breast implants or when they have a tummy tuck or whatever it is they do to their faces nobody's saying oh you're mutilating yourself well yeah actually some people would actually but what i'm saying is they don't do it from the point of view of your gender they don't say oh you you're trying to be more female. You work. You're doing woman face, or you're trying to. You, you're going. You're trying to be a stereotype. They never say that because the the stereotype is the thing that's misogynistic anyway. So it's celebrated in a way, you know, to be the, the idea of the perfect woman or the perfect man, whatever it is. I think I had that. I think I was talking about this on our little when we were out having a drink of wine and you were. Yeah. You were when I recorded you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should add that to the end. I don't know. Maybe not. So we're, we're almost at the end now. Let me just uh, let it play for a bit. And how they have not had adequate psychological counselling and they've been set on this path um, with no way back. 
And and what we are seeing now is this 4,000% increase in girls being reported. Obviously, the Hillary Cass review has led to the Tavistock closing down. Is it an target? We are so behind the curve on this. We know that countries like Sweden, Finland, France are now moving to stop puberty blockers, and we are going full steam ahead. And as behind the curve, stop. Yeah, but what what are those countries on about there? What do those countries she mentioned have in common? They have a right wing encroaching. Yeah, I mean, if those countries are changing laws around, you know, transgender healthcare. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, they're all right wing. Yeah, yeah. you know, if she, if, she, if that's something that she's proud of or wants or, or wants us to do as well, I mean, mm. that just shows politically where she's where she's sat. Yeah. It was said in the debate today, what clinicians are worried about is that if somebody, a child, because these people are school children, turn up um, at the GP with a certificate saying, I have now changed my legal sex, um, they will then be wanting to go on to take medication because that is the experience in countries such as Denmark. Susan, we have run out of time, but I do want, I'm aware that, Susan, you've had more airtime than Frida has. Frida, you were shaking your head then. As briefly as you can, just because of the time limits, give us your response to what Susan said. Final word to Frida. <laughs> well, I think what would help those children that have got gender dysphoria and they've got psychological problems, whatever you want to call it, it would be help, better if we help them. We didn't amplify and weaponize the views of trans hostile lobbyists from Whitehall who seek to influence votes, use fear-mongering narratives and scare ordinary people into talking some nonsense. And that would be nice, you know, just to understand those children. Merry uh, Christmas. Thanks, Frida Wallace, and uh, I'll make sure next time I book a guest for my show, I get your approval first. So there you go. You're now the uh, show guest approver, and <laughs> Merry Christmas. Well, <laughs> I was being a bit sarcastic <laughs> at the end, but um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't being irreverent there. I just wanted to end with it because I knew the arguments are nonsense, and I'm not going to get drawn into what it felt like. And I don't know. You can't prove this. It felt like she had an earpiece direct to J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> and she was going, say this, say this one. Do try this one. Try, try the. Hang on, let me have a look. Uh, try, no. try the, try the prisons one. Uh, 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 and, and it's like that, isn't it? Because you know we've heard all this a hundred times probably, before. Probably the Borg minds. You know they're all connected via. But, but uh, what, via did I, what did I what see? See, I made some mistakes there actually. Because if I'd have got longer to speak, I, I knew I had to get in there, and I was kind of. I, I mean, the whole to... thing was only um, about ten minutes long. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's like everything she's saying is not her own opinion. It's 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 like a board meeting. Yeah, it's just with... these repeated transphobic. She's goals. not she's not got her own original thoughts, has she? She's become. I'm, I'm, she seems like a nice, intelligent lady. Apart from, I mean, if you, if, just... you to, if you were to sit down with her and have a conversation, yeah, like a calm conversation on these points, you could probably get to a. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I probably get to a better understanding or, you know, try and make her understand where she's going wrong with some of these things. Uh, it's like she, she's repeating these things like 4,000%. Now, 4,000% of what? Know, Five children. So 5, if, you have, if you have 10 children going through a gender 
doing to a gender clinic and then there's suddenly 15 and then there's suddenly 20 what is that is that what she's talking about because what she's talking about yeah, i mean percentages is dangerous to use let's hear the actual numbers it's much it's much better yeah, yeah because because percentages you've got to know what the sample is you, you, what you yeah, need if is you start with one and you get to 20 that's a huge percentage jump yeah it doesn't make sense does it really yeah. i mean this when i talked about you know whitehall and this kind of because that's i'm talking about tufton street but that's what that's what that's what this is that's what talk radio like and they, they i can see they've got a brand there to to because there's a lot of people that watch this and they if you look at their twitter feed it's if you look at the comments on some of the there was some there was another trans person on today actually i can't remember the name now because I, I was at work when i saw it i'm not i need to watch it back but when you look when you look at the comments they're always the same kind of men can't be women women can't be men yeah it's the same stuff, same stuff. so well, anyway after I'm... after this after this went on went out live was it was it on some radio show because you got a message didn't you Oh yeah, Mr. Paul Bloomer, Paul Bloomer, police officer who who they made a really nice video with about LGBTQI plus inclusion. I think Paul was listening on the radio somewhere. Whether I don't know whether well, it goes out yeah. on the radio show somewhere. I'm not sure because he said that he was on his he, he was listening while he was driving. So yeah, yeah it must they must have a radio output as well. But he, he sent me. I did this, and I when when I finished it, I was thinking shit. Have I said anything I shouldn't have said? And I think I did a bit. I don't. I mean, all... it was intense. It was intense. There was quite a lot of intensity in that. But but what I'm conscious of is when I'm when I'm there is because she they introduced me as a trans activist, trans so, rights activist. No, that has ne negative connotations. And also, I'm not really representing trans people. What I'm representing is somebody that's t calling out some bullshit. I'd do it if I was cis. And I'd yeah. like to think that other people... But the thing is, why would you put yourself through it in a way? And I thought, well, this is why people don't. And 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 I thought... And, and I was a bit second-guessing about whether we should do a podcast of it and all that. And anyway, Paul Bloomer sent me a really nice message just saying that, you know, it, it's about time somebody stood up to these kind of people and, you know, you did good and I did... No, just my presence. He he said that just being there was that on the radio was was a good thing, and I thought, well, you know, that's nice to hear because yeah. I was I was a bit, you know, I mean, I was in two minds about whether to do it in the first place because, you know, if I do, yeah, I mean, it's I, not easy, not easy to do those things. And another thing out there, I do get called out by the community, you know, because I do fuck up and I do say the wrong things sometimes but well, you're under not... i mean you're under intense pressure mm. to answer the questions and respond to the other person and uh, yeah you're going to make but mistakes when i get comments like oh you should have said this you should have said yeah well that. i mean it's the hindsight is great isn't it but i do know what what i do need to say in the situation like i don't think come you know obstacating and i could have said a lot of facts and figures out of the, the trans law book and but they're not interested. They wouldn't. They would have phased out. They would have just said, oh, "Okay, then next, next, next." You know, I've got to say something that's gonna. So we'll we'll add Paul's message to the end of the podcast. But it's like I, I, another thing I want to say is like this idea that I've, I've said it already about this idea that we suddenly become trans because the government has allowed has allowed us to be. <laughs> well, they didn't allow me. 
It's bloody ridiculous. It's like awesome to let me do it. And it's like no, it's like they always talk about born man and woman, and you know, but nobody's really born that. It's something that we we reach for these things, and they they like have a philosophical meaning. And it's not flesh is not a bet. It's like the the we have a flesh existence, but then that binary definition, you know, like the chromosome and all that, you can bring all that into it. But when we when we grow up and when we go through puberty. It's through striving. It's like personal struggle, like trauma. And it's like a timeline of experiences. That's who we are as people. It's not your chromosome. Now, I know that is a def defining thing about why we have penises and why we have vaginas. But it's like some people talk about this as this, that's what you are. Like you're defined by um, something you can't see unless you've got a microscope. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, this is, this is like, but uh, I would do it again. But I've got to be careful. Like, if I, I don't want to go with Kevin O'Sullivan again. He was, he was really, so uh, you don't get to say what you want to say on my show. <laughs> I think he was more concerned around telling him which guests he was allowed to have on or not. <laughs> well, it's because I, I could not not mention Kelly J. Keane because I put a post up earlier on Twitter to show how many times. But he did. I mean, he did say that you could be the, um, you know the the show guest. Yeah. So yeah, take him up on that. Well, I'm going to give him a call and give him say, a call and say uh, if I could, yeah, if I Kevin, could, oh, I've got I've, some ideas for some shows, some guests. Can we have a talk about it? Yeah. Well, you see, I have talked to other trans women, and 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 I have said to like I, I talked to Katie Montgomery, and I said like because she's done this kind of thing, and I said why don't you do it? You do it. Go on this thing, and she and it's like why am I trying to get other people to do my dirty work? <laughs> no, but Paul, I think I think Paul com makes a comment on that, doesn't he? Around yeah. some of the big organisations not wanting to do it for yeah. you know for valid reasons, but you we still need to have a trans voice in these things, mm. you know, and you're prepared to give it a go. And it's well, not I, don't, well, it's, I don't think I could do it, but you know, I have, I, I am, I have the luxuries if I don't, I, I just represent myself. I'm not an organization. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, no. well, we are an organization. Well, we're we're gender, gender nebulous. We're nebulous. Gender, gender fabulous. And on that note, don't forget to subscribe and thanks for listening. And, uh, you have got anything you want to add before we sign out? No, thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Come back and listen to the uh, the nonsense again. And happy New yeah. Year. And well, it's not Christmas yet, so Happy Christmas first. Well, I didn't know when we we're going to put this out, so I was I was I was tactically <laughs> yeah. leaving that open. You were tactically, and I put my big foot in it. So okay, <laughs> yeah. so it's probably going to go out. You can edit it if you want. Probably tomorrow, <laughs> which is. Yeah, just before Christmas. So I'm anyway. gonna I'm gonna keep myself quiet now. That's mute Frida. Yeah, she stopped talking. Wow. I can just I can just talk forever now. Is that no, I won't do. Anyway. Uh, I was just gonna say that's the feedback we're getting from the podcast is I talk too much. Yeah, well we I think we already knew that, didn't we? <laughs> okay. I am in charge of the mute button. I may use it one day. So <laughs> Bye. Subscribe. Subscribe. Bye. Hi, Frida. Live from the loft here. Um, just wanted to tell you that I heard you on the radio on my way home the other night, and I thought that you did brilliantly. Um, it's it's really refreshing to hear the voice of a trans person. Um, 
you know, in, in in the midst of this debate, because I feel like that's lost an awful lot of the time. We hear lots of people talking about trans people, but we don't actually hear from trans people. So, and it was clear that that, that was a pretty hostile thing that you'd stepped into. Um, and I just want to really say to you that I really appreciate you doing that. I know it's difficult. Um, I know it's really difficult being a visible LGBT person in the public space at the moment. I know it's really difficult to step into a debate where they're discussing or discussing the fundamental rights and freedoms of trans people to go to the bloody toilet. Like, yeah, anyway, I, I thought you did really well um, in, a, in a very difficult um, environment and... I, I wish there was more of that. I wish there was more trans people um, able uh, to to speak up in the public domain the way that you did. So good on you.